Kia ora and welcome to a new episode of the Mina Amso Show. I'm Mina Amso, your host. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey, a quick thing uh, before we start. This episode is sponsored by Dapper Dapper, an online clothing brand that makes awesome t-shirts for dads. You can find classic shirts, funny shirts, and Christian-themed shirts just for dads. Of course, you can buy for your uncle, for your dad's friend, for your good friend colleague, for your um, uncle's 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 friend. But anyway, go check them out. They're awesome, uh, funky designs. Uh, you can use the code GOLDEN5 to get $5 off your purchase. That's a deal. We have a cool guest on today. He married at 19. He first time uh, put on a beard to play Jesus. And he now drinks too much coffee. I can see why that is. <laughs> Our guest today is went from high school to travel agent school to theological school college. He then became a senior pastor. Then he is the comms manager at Maxim. And uh, Maxim is a think tank uh, institute, which he will explain more to us later maybe. But I just want to introduce you all to my... Awesome guest, Jason Hill. Tanakwe, Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mina. It's uh, great to be here. It's great to have you. You're a father of two. Yes. Are you the fun dad or are you the serious parent in the house? Uh, no, I'm ridiculous dad. That's what I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking too much coffee, that's what I am. I'm ridiculous dad who, who does silly dances <laughs> and teases the kids until they start going, ah, mom, you know. So. Get him out tell of my face. Leave, yeah, tell dad to leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> so you've been on a journey on, um, on a lot. So in the, in our yeah. season, in our series here on the, on, on the show, we're talking about decisions and how you make them. Why do we make bad decisions? Actually, let's start with this. Um, why do we make bad decisions? Wow. Uh, that could take up a whole episode in itself, Mina. I mean, there's so <laughs> many reasons, right? Um, I think uh, we make bad decisions because we don't think things through a lot uh, or fully. Um, <laughs> maybe we go on our impulse, our gut feeling a bit too quickly. Maybe <laughs> we don't seek wise advice. Um, maybe we don't look and see what other people have done, um, other dis mm. pe people that have made other decisions similar to ours. Yeah, I mean, you could you could go on for quite a while about why mm. we make bad decisions. I think a lot of it yeah. comes down to, this is what I want for myself, and it, do it doesn't really matter what other people might say or what they might put in the mix, I'm just, I'm just mm. gonna do it. So it's so it's almost like you're saying we don't think about other people. There's there's a tunnel vision going on when there's yeah. bad decisions being made. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It just um, yeah. I think we 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 have we can we can have a tendency to become so focused on the thing that we want that we'll pursue it no matter what. Uh, I think mm. a lot of uh, a lot of bad decisions get made that way, like the decision to put your career above everything else or the decision to pursue something that's going to be detrimental to um, the relationships around you. Uh, those sort of things that are a bit deeper than just, oh, whoops, I, um, you know, I, I went the wrong way or I got lost or something like that, you know. Um, yeah, 
I think when we talk about talking about decisions, I think that's what we mean, especially in this episode, because, you know, there's there's all sorts of different decisions, decisions to have a shower or not, to go to work or not, to be <laughs> marry this person. Decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually, I have to think it through because you have to really mm. think about your colleagues and the people that are like living with you as well, mm. if you're not having a shower. Yeah, um, right. because, because people um, are affected. So... In our world, I think we kind of have become a bit more... Do you think that we have become a bit more like I am living in my bubble? And thanks to COVID, the word bubble was become of, became even more famous than ever. Yeah. That we yeah, all just, I think, yeah, you know? That's right. Our worlds have shrunk a lot. Um, even, though, even though they've expanded, it's kind of an ironic thing that the more connected globally we are, the mm. more we're able to sit in our house and get our uber eats delivered to our door and work remotely and almost never interact with a, a real person if we really wanted to um so mm -hmm. i think it, that service or that that culture where i can get things at the push of a button um and it can kind of revolve around me or serve me yeah those those sort of things have shrunk our world and made mm -hmm. us less concerned about how that impacts other people and more concerned about our own comfort uh, in some ways. Yeah, because in your life, um, mm. you've made a lot of decisions in your life. Um, one of them is to grow a beard to play Jesus. That's right. Um, and that, is that the first ever time that you had to grow a beard to play, yeah, to play a is, role? Yeah, I was Did like it... 25, 26 years old. And um, yeah. yeah, I was I was kind of, yeah. it, was, it was like heavily suggested to me by the director like you probably yeah. should grow a beard so um, but to come off uh, come out come off a bit more wise and um discerning yes. and yes and uh, you know um i guess uh time era appropriate you know so yeah not so much no time to shave got that's too, right yeah yeah you know time to heal people not to shave the yeah. beard that's right yeah 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 walking around exactly. in, in judea you don't get a lot of uh a lot of time to shave yeah no Plus mirrors it's good no, and also it's kind of good for your skin because you're like protecting your um, chin from sunburn. That's right. That's, that's yeah, a positive. Just, um... When you shave it off, you have half your face is like really pale. <laughs> the other half is very naked. Exposed to the sun. That's right. Yeah. Very exposed. Yeah. When we when we're talking about decision making, why do people? Well, we talked about why people make decisions badly, but you, when you were talking about you making your own decision, you were saying like in your um, filler notes, uh, you know, mm. you have a mix of discernment, common sense, a picture of the end goal and yeah. an opportunity. Can you like dive into that for us and just give us examples like so that people who are listening, especially those people who are like really stuck in their decision-making skills can get some light out of that? Yeah. So I think when I come to make a decision in my own life um, and I'm, I'm sort of talking not so much about having a shower or what to eat for breakfast or, or mm. that sort of thing, but more about mm. uh, career, um, big big decisions like that. There mm. is a kind of a matrix that goes on in, mm. in my mind. Uh, so one of it is, is common sense, like what, what kind of is the, the go-to, like what would most people do in this, this situation? Um, then I... I it, then there's that process of discernment. And I think that involves 
uh, asking people who may have gone through a similar situation, asking uh, people who are a bit further down the road than me, asking people that might know me, my personality, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Is this something that you think would be a good fit for me? Um, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, taking this course at university or I'm thinking about pursuing this career. Um, is this something that you think would be a good fit for me? Um, <laughs> Often uh, I find wisdom in the scriptures, usually in the book of Proverbs is the place that I go to for kind of that practical um, What's wisdom. your favorite? What's your, what's, what's your favorite part? Oh, I, I would have to say that some of the more uh, double-sided Proverbs are my favorite, like answer a fool not according to his folly uh, unless you become a fool or answer a fool according to his folly, lest he become wise in his own eyes. So those ones that are like, yes, answer a fool, and then no, don't answer a fool, the ones that are context dependent, mm. um, just because they, they, it kind of taps into that desire, I think, that I, I have to, to be discerning and go, well, what is the best move in this situation? Should I, should I slap this fool down and say, look, that's a, that's a ridiculous argument, or should I just let him go and say, look, it's yeah. not worth it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what would you say? Would you, how would you argue with a fool? <laughs> well, it, it is context dependent, right? If, <laughs> if they are the sort of person that I have a, a relationship with and they're saying something foolish and I think they're going to listen to me, then uh, I, I would say something uh, and say, look, do you really think that in light of this and this and this? Uh, and mm -hmm. let's have a conversation about that. If there's someone that I don't know very well and they're kind of just yelling, uh, you know, heckling or something like that then you know i'm more inclined to go well you know <clears throat> you're not going to change your view you're here with uh, with a um mm. with a desire just to yell and, and to get your point across so yeah mm. get your point across and and we'll move on well i think you're right and i think when you were talking about making making decisions so your list of discernment common sense asking other people mm. Um, that's absolutely gold. And it's really funny, like sometimes we get stuck. People get stuck in making decisions and they don't know what to do. And they forget to go through that sort of process of, okay, well, let's, it's actually a process, right? Yeah. Um, we, we, who, like in your life, you, I'm sure you've made good decisions in your life and maybe some other decisions that weren't so wise. Yeah. Um, but when you're thinking about the good ones, if you're like thinking about it now, what if you think about the one really good one that you really loved, why were you proud of that decision particularly? I think the decisions that I'm most proud of are the decisions that have um, brought deeper connection between me and other people. Um, the things that are most mm. fulfilling in terms of um, a, a, a new relationship or a friendship or mm. like I think about the decision to have children, you know, that's one of the things that my wife and I are most proud of because we have these beautiful mm. um, young children who are kind of like the joy of our lives. So those sort of things or, or the decision to get married or... Um, uh, the decision to to go into um, into vocational ministry so that I could um, 
have uh, deeper uh, relationships with with people mm. and serve them. And so those mm. sort of things are the things that I'm most proud of. And I think it's uh, I think it's because we are yeah. relational beings, and that mm. decisions that uh, lead to fulfilling relationships are, um, are deeply satisfying. Yeah. Mm. And so what you're saying is the ones that you made that helped you get closer to a, someone or your relationship yeah. was improved. So you were saying that having children has improved your relationship with your wife. With my wife, with myself, with my kids, with others. Um, and uh, mm. it just provides that kind of soul level satisfaction, I guess, that, that a, a good relationship does um that mm. when you have a nourishing conversation with someone or you are um able to really connect with someone those mm. sort of um deeply satisfying moments that you have uh, i mean it could it could even be a like a discussion in a university lecture you know that you you decided to ask a question that was a bit controversial but in the end it led to a good a good nourishing discussion mm. um mm about something and provided you and other people with clarity and brought people closer together. I think those are um, those are things that we can all be proud of. Of course. And, you know, there's sometimes some people, um, like I was chatting to a friend recently about whether she should start a business mm. and she was constantly weighing things up and she's in a, in a job that she doesn't like and she doesn't want to go and start this business because she might miss out on other opportunities like mm. being social and this might take takes away all of her time yeah and well okay do i start it now do i not um and sort of in this analysis paralysis like you can't really make any decision like what's yeah. going to happen yeah. so what's have you been in that position before yeah yeah i have um when i had uh two two job offers from different uh different uh, employers and i was trying to decide between uh between them and i was just i couldn't yeah an analysis paralysis i like that that's a great that's a great phrase i'm going to steal <laughs> that um i was in uh or borrow you know i'll, I'll credit you i'll say yeah I thank you thank this you wise woman that i spoke to <laughs> um not wise <laughs> <laughs> and um so i was and in the end uh it was um I went and spoke to someone who was further down the journey of life than me, and they they just brought some clarity. They they asked some clarifying questions, which was really helpful. Um, and sometimes mm -hmm. you need that. You need people who are outside the situation a little bit, and they can go, well, actually, why are you even considering this particular thing? Because mm -hmm. is it actually going to X, Y, Z? And they, they know you well enough to know that something's not going to bring you fulfillment or something is is just not going to be a fit for you um and so i just had one of those conversations it was about 10 minutes and i was like oh of course why why was i even considering it you know so oh, um, okay so you yeah. kind of had a clarity after yeah. you spoke to somebody yeah so that's why i always find it helpful to go and talk to people uh, about the decisions that i'm making if especially if i'm in that situation where i'm like oh they're pretty it's pretty close i'm not 100 percent sure Mm. let's talk to so-and-so about it yeah yeah and so and i think it's helpful to cultivate those people in your life as well that you can go to who are uh you know intergenerational relationships so people who are maybe a bit older than you a bit further down the line who can offer some perspective um and who know mm. you who you who you've let into your life so that you can um you can ask those questions 
What about if you don't ask anybody? If you haven't got anyone that you can trust to no. <laughs> run to, what would you do? How how would you pick between a, a, a good option and a great option, but you can't really see that you this is good see, and this yeah. is great? Yeah. Well, you're asking the curly questions, Mina. It's, um, it's a big <laughs> one. Um, I think that's when I start to think about what are the goals that I want to achieve? Um, mm. And I think you try and look down the passage of time as much as you can, mm. five, ten years, and go, who who do I want to be in five years? Mm. Is this or this, is either of these options going to bring me closer to that goal? Yep. Um, and sometimes that's a clarifying question, is do I, if I... Uh, if I have, if I want to be this person, or I want to be in this position in five, mm. ten years' time, mm. is this decision here a stepping stone for that, or is this decision here? Um, and which one? Because maybe they, maybe they're kind of similar, even then. Which one is going to lead more directly to that place that I want to be? Um, yeah. So I think that's that's one thing that you can do that's helpful if you don't have anyone to talk to is is ask yourself who do I mm. want to be uh in uh, in 5 years is this going to help me or yep. go and find someone and build a relationship with them <laughs> marry them <laughs> really quickly you know <laughs> well here's some fun facts for you uh, about decision making your brain requires glucose to make good decisions so sugar it up, right? And in your case, glucose and caffeine. Caffeine, yeah. 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 That's pretty much bad, what I run on. Bad decisions come from mental fatigue. Mm. That's um, a given. Dev yeah. uh, develop, uh, apparently you need to develop routines to overcome decision um, fatigue. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to explain it. I think it's, it's like um, Steve Jobs wearing the same outfit every day, right? It's something he doesn't have to decide on. He's not getting up going... Mm. Oh, what am I going to wear today? It's like I'm going to wear a black turtleneck with jeans and sneakers. Done, you know. <laughs> That's the classic uh, look, hey, is yeah, every time yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm going to do that, or I'm going to get up and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to meditate or pray. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to brush my teeth, have a shower, get dressed, have breakfast. You know, go to work. So that way, you always know you're not making this. Oh, what am I going to do this morning mm. when I wake up? So I think that's yeah. The the more that you automate some of these uh, smaller decisions, the more brain space you have to and, make the big ones. And also eliminating decisions, so not, not having to decide on so much. Like when you have so much to make decisions on, like when you're packing to go on a holiday, yes. gosh, it's, it's absolutely exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I've got this whole <laughs> closet full of clothes and I want to take it all, but I can't, yeah? <laughs> I'm only going and for two days. I've packed ten shorts <laughs> and uh, five dresses, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's really difficult, especially if you're like packing. Like we've recently had to move out of our home mm. to get renovations underway, and packing, like deciding what you want to keep and what you want to throw away, yeah. then what you want to keep for the next four months, and then what you want to put away in storage. I yeah. mean, that was so like my brain is still recovering right now, honestly. <laughs> Oh, oh my god I, I bet yeah i bet sifting through that stuff and yeah that's why you never want to be in the situation where you're like 
a hoarder and you have to do a tidy up because it's like no <clears throat> yeah way. we don't have hoarders in the house at all <laughs> well that's when you realize how much of a hoarder you are you're like oh I no I, <laughs> I have an issue stuff. yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know I have a disease that's right. um, and actually you know this is not to diss people who have such a condition because it's it's real and it's mm. uh, uh, there's a fact it's and there's a show a TV show on it yeah um, and it's a real thing and so you know yeah it's a it's a tough one but for for decision making um sleeping well helps have you ha do you agree with that yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. Like yeah seven to eight hours uh every night do you actually get seven to eight hours mm, uh, six to eight hours <laughs> <laughs> and if i dig deeper i think it might go down to four yeah 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 it depends on the night you know um but <laughs> but um, and and how the kids are and all that. But yeah, sleep is so important. You you realize when you're tired uh, mm. again, just that fatigue. How yeah. much more energy and effort it takes to make mm. decisions. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. you know when you when you kind of research about sleep, you read up on it or you 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 watch lectures on it or whatever. You realize how actually important it is for your body mm. just to to be healthy, just to get a solid chunk of sleep um, yeah yeah so totally yeah do you um do you make commitments or do you make decisions oh do you decide to commit <laughs> <laughs> that's a good yeah. amalgamation of the yeah whole thing. yeah um no i i like to i would like to think that i make commitments that when i say i will do something i would do as much as I possibly can to to do that so I commit to that but mm. I think I think the decision comes I think even before then you have to make a decision that you're gonna do something so I think mm. I think in mm. my life and maybe in other people's you make a decision and then you commit to following that through so it's not like I think commitment firms up the decision that you've made. So you go, oh, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. every morning and go for a run. And then you commit to that um, mm. because you, you, you've you waited up. You're like, actually, I need to get up early. I need to be more healthy. I need to be more active. And so mm. I'm going to decide to do this and I'm committing to it. Um, so I think that's how it goes in my brain anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I was just reflecting. I think the decision part is the the instant verbal declaration mm. and the commitment is the long-term declaration yeah. of that instant act. Yeah. It's like your yeah. commitment is long-term. It's like the, you know, the commitment is over a long period of time, like yeah. days and months and years, yeah. and versus the decision, it's just done now, but it doesn't yeah. mean it's going to continue that's right. Which is yeah, quite like an interesting thing, isn't it? Thing. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the yeah. difference between that. Um, and, I mean, you could say, if you want to get really philosophical, <laughs> is that a, a commitment <laughs> is made up of uh, tiny decisions. So you decide every day to continue committing. Uh, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. commitment is made of thousands of decisions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to continue in that same direction and yeah. to make that same decision over and over again. 
I think when you make decisions, I don't think you sometimes we, we don't realize I don't realize that I'm making a commitment until I realize that this decision has been made last year and I'm still doing it now. Yeah. Uh, therefore, yeah. it has been a commitment. Yeah. So and then you like look back and realize this is a commitment rather than you intend for it to be a commitment at this at the moment of decision making. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of the most satisfying decisions and commitments are ones that you you implement and then you look back in six months, you go, oh, wow, I've done yeah. this for a year, six months, and yeah. look at the the difference it's made in my life. Um, and those Absolutely. are the most so satisfying because you go, oh, this thing, it works, you know, <laughs> it's good. Absolutely. And it's just so nice to, to look back. It's like mm. the other day I was looking back at my app um uh, it's a gym app that collects information every time i sc uh, scan a, a a qr code yeah. every time i go on a run on the on the treadmill and the other day i looked at it and it it said i've run 140 kilometers wow, since the yeah. start of the year That's i was cool. like no way <laughs> what, 140 really yeah, that yeah. must be wrong <laughs> but it's amazing, like all the accumulation, like it just really mm -hmm. showed me the the truly, I mean, it's the epiphany of commitment. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, they have people that mm. um, that try to, to run around, like run the length of the country in a year on the treadmill, you know, it's like challenges yeah. and, and apps like that. And they're like, oh, I'm going to run. I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> I have a feeling that you're, in eight months is good. I have yeah, a so. feeling that you're trying to establish a relationship with running, but you're yeah i'm Something. hesitant yeah yes. that's right yeah yeah <laughs> i know it's good for me but i haven't made the decision yet i'm still weighing it up how do you well i mean to make a good decision you've got to be healthy you know physically mm. healthy how do you ensure that you are physically like within your time you've got lots going on of course with your yep. work and your family and um, mm. when you talk about decision making how do you stay healthy like with good sleep and all yeah, it's it's decisions and commitments, I think, um, to and it's little ones, you know, like oh, I I need I need to go to bed at a certain time, uh, otherwise. Which I never happens. That, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, I know that the next morning, I'm not going to want to get up, and I'm going to be grumpy, and the day's going to start off um, bad. They always say that if you want a good morning. You start mm -hmm. the day before <laughs> so that you prep yourself so that you have a good sleep so that you get up. Um, and and then it's just, I think it's it's more of consulting mm -hmm. people, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, discernment, that sort of thing. Hey, I want to be healthy. Talk to my doctor. Um, what should I do? Um, you know, how much exercise should I be getting? And then just trying to work it in uh, in a way that fits around uh, the commitments that I have that are the most important things. But realizing, I think there's, uh, I remember there's this decision matrix, decision-making matrix that I've seen that was like four quadrants. And one was urgent and important, uh, urgent and not important, important and not urgent, and not important and not urgent. Oh my and God, can I, can I please have a copy of that? <laughs> <laughs> and you, you want to try and put, the stuff that you're doing into one of those quadrants and the one that gets overlooked the most is the important but not urgent and that's the stuff that you do every day like running on the treadmill or um, 
or you know spending time meditating or or praying or reading your bible or um you know those mm. sort of things or or not eating uh junk food or that extra piece of cake or whatever it is those are the things that you in the moment you go oh they're not they're not urgent so i don't need to worry you know today i don't need to go for a run or today i don't need to to go to sleep early but they build up over time and then they move from important and not urgent to important and urgent when you you know you go to the doctor like i did uh, about six months ago and they're like your cholesterol is too high you need to you know you need to sort this out and you go oh wow all those little things that i did that i thought that were important but they weren't urgent they weren't in my face they weren't like you know you need to go and have an operation now um they they came came home to roost and so then they became urgent and then i had to do something about it so i think it's being mindful of that quadrant the important stuff that's not in your face all the time and, and attending to that um, because otherwise the urgent but not important will just drown it out i've always wanted to have a way on in in bank accounts yeah. to show you the the total amount spent on coffee at this yeah. cafe <laughs> Yes, the junk food, the the junk food total, or the that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, or like how much money you spend on petrol, and just, yeah. and I've wondered why banks haven't developed a feature like that because it's yeah. going to show people that they are making d bad decisions or their yeah. decisions are taking away their money and yeah. not helping them see the big picture. Because I think part of your answer previously about. Uh, making decision is obviously common sense and um, uh, asking people desire and a pro and a con list um, mm. and also a picture of the end goal mm. and or a picture of the uh, context the holistic context of what's going on like the so seeing like it's good to stop and think go backward and think my little decisions that i have been making over the last year regarding this area of my life mm. um this is where it got me to i am yeah. here today i am the product of the thousands of decisions i've made last year and yeah. the year before yeah. so and the bank account as well like the money yeah. is the end result of the little decisions i've had yeah, and again, I just if anyone works for ASB or ANZ, please could you promote <laughs> yeah. your manager to like develop an AI app? I mean, you don't even need to think these days. Yeah. You just just say AI, and an app is <laughs> comes yeah. from thin air, and right. it will it will make it work. Um, yeah. And um, maybe that's something you could do, Mina. Is go to ChatGPT and say write code for this app, and uh, and then you could patent it, and you'd be you'd be off to the races. It'd be great. I, do you know though? It's probably gonna. Um, I'm sure people have done it, but probably banks wouldn't want to work with that because th that will show their customers how much money they are spending and how much they're using their credit card, yeah. especially credit cards as well, because right. banks don't want you to stop using your credit you card. You get the fees, right? All the fees. You get the fees. Uh, yeah. You get the, um, the interest and yeah, the, all that. The stuff. interest, and that's another story for another episode. <laughs> Time to dismantle the um, bank system, eh? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so it's really cool to like reflect on our decision making, and you know, hearing a bit about your 
um, story as well. And just to wrap off, we did mention at the beginning that you started off with going to high school. You left high school and you went to travel school and then biblical college. And then you've done every possible job in the church that anyone can think of. And then now you're, you know, you're a communications manager at Maxim. Yeah. So this career-focused job, or career, sorry, career-focused um, decision-making, mm. how did you flow? Like, if you can talk to us a little bit about it, how, how did it flow when you look back at your decisions? Yeah, so the uh, initial decision was when I, I was a kid, I was one of those kids who couldn't really decide what they wanted to do when they grew up. I wanted mm. to be a thousand things, um, chef, train driver, police officer, pilot, uh, join the army, you know, all these different things. Um, and then when I got to seventh form, which I think is year 13 now, um, mm-hmm. yeah, year 13, the last year of high school, um, I thought, well, what job can I do that doesn't require a long time to train? So I don't want to go to university for three years and then have to, you know, do all this extra stuff. And that I can kind of leave all my work at work, so it's not going to come home and I'm going to be thinking about it the whole time, and I'm not going to have deadlines looming over me, um, stuff like that. And I thought about it, and I decided, oh, a travel agent, because then I also get discounted travel, and I can travel the world. And did and you get discounted travel? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and. Um, and um, so I enrolled in uh, a, a six-month course at uh, it was at Unitech at the time they were doing uh, travel and tourism there, and this was before I came to faith. And so uh, at the end of my seventh form year, I came to faith and I started it uh, started attending church and really um, kind of diving into the whole. Christian faith and learning and discipleship and kind of growing in that. And uh, after those six months at um, at Unitech, I decided, well, no, not I decided, I felt that I was called to work in vocational ministry. And that's, when you say you felt called to something, that's always an odd thing for people to wrap them wrap their heads around like what does it mean to feel called and it was a strong desire to uh, really explore and help other people explore what the Christian faith means um, I was learning so much from just um, going to church and reading my Bible and talking to other people that I felt that I wanted to be involved in in passing that sort of knowledge on and helping people to like God had become such an important part in my life that I I really wanted other people to be equipped to and to be able to have him as such an important part and be able to navigate that relationship well and so uh for so that was when I was just out of high school the last 6 months of the that year I worked full time uh, to save up money and, and ended up going to Bible college the year after that um, and started where I think everyone starts when they when they start working in church and youth ministry. <laughs> so so I did um, I did a year in a church out in West Auckland 
then I did uh, a year of youth ministry at a church, a big church in central Auckland. Then uh, I did six years of children's ministry. Then I did, um, and and part of my decision making for that uh, was the end goal. So this is why I talk about where you want to be in five, ten years or whatever, because my end goal was to be a senior minister and to be able to um, help everyone in the church to to along their journey of faith. And so I said yes to every opportunity of different involvement. So, you know, I did the 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 Easter production and I did the Christmas production and I um moved chairs and I did um you know, served on the sound desk and did the, the IT stuff and did young adults ministry and, and ran small groups and um, did graphic design and did I learned some web coding and I made videos and I did all this stuff because I wanted to, it was building me towards my end goal. And so, um, so I spent 10 years in that church, then moved to uh, another church for five years uh, in central Auckland where I was the associate pastor and there was more of a teaching role, but also ministry facility, uh, facilitation and stuff like that. And then uh, I spent, uh, then I spent three years in another church that closed due to COVID um, wow. in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a small community church in um, East Auckland and um, then moved on to Maxim, but it was, because I think after 20, I was in vocational ministry for 20 years, and that was um, that was a long time. That <laughs> and, would be um, long. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, I, and after COVID, it was a real a burnout thing for me, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And so just for, from a point of self-care and looking after my family, I wanted to move away from that space. And so... Um, uh, a natural fit for me actually was communications because I'd been doing that for so long uh, in in one form or another in the church. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that's kind of the journey. Each each point was uh, the end goal in mind, but also discernment, questioning, um, talking to people, um, and just trying to figure out is this going to get us to where we want to go or is this something that's going to take us around the garden path or um is this what's what's ultimately good for us yeah have you ever been in a situation where you've spoken to people you've done a research you've had your con and pro list and you've done your discernment you've prayed about it and you are still unsure what's going on hmm and if if you have it, that's fine. But like, yeah. what would you do in a situation like that? Do you just go for something, even though I you're think, not, you yes, haven't got the full picture? Yeah, I think one of the um, one wise person said to me, um, he he said, you just dabble a little bit, right? If you're not sure, you just go, oh, maybe I'll I'll try this and see, is this something that? And you don't commit fully. You kind of dabble mm-hmm. and you go like that. Another person also said that. Um, it's harder to steer a ship that's not moving. 
Like if you think about a, a giant ocean liner like the Titanic or whatever, well, maybe that's not the best example, but a, a giant Disaster ocean liner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a giant ocean liner, if it's sitting in the harbor, it doesn't matter how you turn the wheel, it's not mm. going to change its direction. A moving ship is easier to change direction. And so just make a decision and know, give yourself permission to go, I can change this decision if I want, if, if I realize that this was the wrong decision. So I think part of our hesitancy maybe as well is we think that every decision is ultimate and unchangeable and undoable. So like once we've made that decision, we can't go back. And so uh, part of that is understanding, actually, you can make a decision and go six months later, oh, that was the wrong decision. I'm going to change that um, and, and make a different decision. I yeah. think the, the difference is that people, or I don't know about saying people, but when I'm thinking about myself, the one thing that will stop me from just going for something is, oh no, if I decide this and it's wrong, I would have wasted my time and money and energy and everything and would look like an idiot maybe as well. So it's that fear of, like that's yeah. my interpretation of just going for something, which yeah. over the years I've worked a lot to just get over it and and be no truly be okay to like just yeah. fail it's okay or it's okay yeah. to, to to do something and actually um not work out like i thought that i wanted to spend six months to develop a youtube channel mm. and work from home and and uh, make money out of the youtube channel and it's it is possible to make money out of youtube channels but it's not going to take six months i think much longer and for someone who's been used to going to a office or a store or somewhere um, to be at home, and no, like it was a disaster. It was so terrible. Yeah. And uh, I really lacked that friendships and interaction. Yeah. Um, and yes, it was a wrong. You, you go from having a team of people you work with to yeah. sitting in, in your room by yourself. Like, oh, no. It was, a, it was horrible. And I, I really missed having a sounding board yeah. with me, someone who's able to say, oh, yeah, this idea is good. That idea, um, maybe not so good. And that's what I really um, – so I went – six months went over, and I was like, no, I can't do this. I've got to go back to work. So I went back to, like, working. and But the experience wasn't a waste of time because I did – I, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have known that this style doesn't suit me. Yeah. Having done, you know, a job or two, few gigs here and there, I actually did realize I do like that lifestyle and kind of the risk, not full time, but like more of an entrepreneur, like doing multiple things. But at the same time, still having have like have have got to have that um, sounding board person, like a team. Mm. Um. So that's what I'm doing now, obviously, because I, I have a mentor and I, this podcast is almost like a sounding board thing uh, almost, you know, you talk to people mm. and stuff and, yeah. but obviously having friends, but you know, I think it's a bit more of an effort. You have to make more of an effort because you don't see people in your office. Mm. You have to make more of an effort to um, develop relationships and make it to events so that's yeah. for me that for, well because i made the decision and obviously mm. freelancing so yeah. i work for people but i just don't see them in an office i maybe yeah. have a, a google meet with them every now and then but it's one person it's google meet it's not very it's, it's just work 
It's yeah. not quality for relationship building. Yeah. So, um, but in this case, I made the decision to go for it and just have an updated work from home version just to see how it is. Yeah. And I could have been like, no, but you know, um, I know a few people in, in, in my circle who do struggle with decision making and hopefully they would be able to have a chance to listen to this episode and, um, hopefully, you know, yeah. come, come out of it bold. Yeah. I think you just talking about bold, you really need to be bold. Yeah. And for people who are Christian, you've got to pray for boldness and courage. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's massive, I yeah, think. And I think part of what you're sharing and, and realizing is mm-hmm. that nothing's really ever wasted. It becomes an experience that you learn from. If you make a mistake, you go, well, mm-hmm. I, I can learn from that. Um, mm-hmm. Now I know more about who I am, about the ways that I work and the way that I don't work, the things that uh, are going to help me move forward and, and be the person that I want to be. So I think exactly. nothing's nothing's ever wasted. Mm. It's a learning experience about yeah. your your yourself, and the same mm. goes with relationships, with dating, yeah. with um, being at your role, and all that stuff. So, yeah, get out there and do it. Um, thank you so much, Jason, for um, yeah, like just sharing with us everything. Oh, thanks for having me, yeah, no, it's, it's great. been so yeah. cool to chat, and <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully we'll have you again as well. And just some last uh, last. Last thoughts, parting thoughts, departing thoughts, wise thoughts to people who really struggle with decisions? I think uh, wise thoughts, well, parting thoughts maybe. Um, uh, Just I think you need to spread the net wide when you are making a decision. I think talk to as many people as you can, find out as much as you can about. So if if you're going for a job, ask as many questions in that interview as you can. Ask questions that you you want to know about uh, that role and what it's going to require and I think people appreciate that right you you're brave enough to ask the question and to really discern whether it's good enough for you ask people that are older than you uh, ask as many people as you can ask random people on the street you know what do you think about this Um, be curious uh, because and then and then kind of just go for it right don't be afraid to um, spend a little bit of your time to get a world of experience and uh, understanding that is invaluable as you go forward. Um, that's going to be part of your story. It's going to be part of your the foundation of going forward. Um, and it's going to offer you more insight. So I don't think there's a, a downside to making a decision um, in, in that sense. Uh, if, we're t- if we're talking about jobs and careers and, and going to university and things like that, um, Obviously, there's uh, there's other far more um, serious decisions, but um, that that could have fatal consequences. But if we're talking about if you're trying to discern a job to take or a uh, a relationship or something like that, I think cast the net as wide as you can and get as much information as you can, and then step out into that decision, um, knowing that even if it doesn't turn out as you hope, you still will have uh, valuable information and valuable experience and a, a just valuable uh, stuff to build on going forward. Fabulous words to end our, <laughs> our um, conversation. And thank you so much for coming on the show, um, Jason. You have been a star. 
<laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, until next time, folks, thank you for listening. You know what to do. Share, like, comment, review. Until then, kakite. <laughs>